Hi, my name is Joshua Marsingill. And this is Mary Marsingill. Welcome to the Abundant Encounters podcast, brought to you by Bibles for All Ministries at BiblesForAll.com. What you're about to experience is a practice and meditation that we believe will help you in your devotions to receive and celebrate real encounters with the real God. Please subscribe, rate, and share our podcast to help us increase peace and God's presence on the earth today. There are two tools we use to help in the receiving of God's abundant encounters in these podcasts. First, the Word because faith comes by hearing it, and second, a prophetic act, which we will present after the reading of the scriptures. These are two powerful tools that we see used again and again throughout the scriptures. We know from the scripture that faith comes from hearing the word, and faith is what opens our hearts to receive from God. Encounters are what we receive, Josh and I only share from experiences we have had because we believe that we can't give what we haven't received, but that from what we have received, we have the opportunity to give freely. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for being with us no matter what and being for us. We thank you for your kindness and that we have eyes to see it and ears to hear it in the land of the living today. Let your heaven come right where we are now. In Jesus' name, we command anything that would hinder your word bound forever at this moment and forward. We loose heaven all around us. We loose all of your best life-giving seeds and ministering angels to encourage and strengthen us today by faith and we receive it now. Let our thoughts be clear and receptive, exposing every liar and empowering every truth. Amen. Let's continue our encounter adventure by taking a look at a very significant directive from Jesus as he ministered to the disciples and those who had begun to seek him. We find Jesus explaining the true value of worry. We'll be reading from the Passion Translation in Luke, chapter 12, verses 22 through 33. Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Listen to me. Never let anxiety enter your hearts. Never worry about any of your needs, such as food or clothing. For your life is infinitely more than just food or the clothing you wear. Take the carefree birds as your example. Do you ever see them worry? They don't grow their own food or put it in the storehouse for later. Yet God takes care of every one of them, feeding each of them from his love and goodness. Isn't your life more precious to God than a bird? Be carefree in the care of God. Does worry add anything to your life? Can it add one more year or even one day? So if worrying adds nothing but actually subtracts from your life, 
why would you worry about God's care of you? Think about the lilies. They grow and become beautiful, not because they work hard or strive to clothe themselves. Yet not even Solomon, wearing his kingly garments of splendor, could be compared to a field of lilies. If God can clothe the fields and meadows with grass and flowers, can't he clothe you as well? Oh, struggling one with so many doubts, I repeat it, don't let worry into your life. Live above the anxious cares about your personal needs. People everywhere seem to worry about making a living, but your heavenly Father knows your every need and will take care of you. Each and every day, He will supply your needs as you seek His kingdom passionately above all else. So don't ever be afraid, dearest friends. Your loving Father joyously gives you His kingdom realm with all its promises. So now go and sell what you have and give to those in need, making deposits in your account in heaven, an account that will never be taken from you. Your gifts will become a secure and unfailing treasure deposited in heaven forever. Where you deposit your treasure, that is where your thoughts will turn to, and your heart will long to be there also. Can you imagine it now, to be where your treasure is? To be home with our Father. One thing stands out for me is how unnecessary worry is for the son or daughter of God. Jesus almost assumes who he is talking to in this passage. It's like he's saying, oh, you're adopted. Yeah, you have nothing to fear at all. Don't do it. Yes, I know you see others doing it, but yeah, you don't bother with that. You have been adopted. Those birds don't think about things like orphans, and neither should you. Only orphans worry, and you are not an orphan. You have been adopted and given significance in your Heavenly Father's house. The alternative is a life of toils with no end in sight. Work feels meaningless, no hope, and no future. That is the future of the orphan spirit, the devil himself. And to Jesus, that orphan life that's offered to each of us is evil because you'd have to refuse his outstretched hand of rest in order to continue on in it. My friend Stephen De Silva wrote about toil and how the phrase evil one is translated from the Greek word pone, which means evil, but is different from personification of the devil or Satan. It comes from the root poneo, which means to toil. That's right. I'm going to read a few scriptures that Stephen shares to help you see this even clearer. 
Matthew 13:19. The seed that fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm but doesn't understand it. The evil one then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. Now, I'll read it again. The seed that fell on the beaten path represents the heart of the one who hears the message of the kingdom realm but doesn't understand it. The toil then comes and snatches away what was sown into his heart. Or a little further down in verse 38 it says, And the field is the world. The good seeds I sow are the children of the kingdom realm. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And again, And the field is the world. The good seeds I sow are the children of the kingdom realm. The weeds are the children of toil. Or let's look at John 17:15 for another familiar scripture with Jesus talking. He says, I am not asking that you remove them from the world, but I ask that you guard their hearts from the evil one. I am not asking that you remove them from the world, but I ask that you guard their hearts from toil. Or from Ephesians, Paul uses poneo in chapter 6, verse 16. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one, coming at you from toil. That's right, the Bible is demonizing that thing you hate about your life. Toil, that thing that you do with no intention, trying to survive. That orphan-hearted, painful purposelessness that only comes from a lack of being wrapped around with the love of the Father. We toil because we worry, but we worry because we toil. Toil sounds like this, I'm too busy, I'm too tired, this is too hard. Toil feels like inconvenience, drudgery, discouragement, impatience. And the only true solution is to be like the bird. To not worry about tomorrow, but to be fully adopted by the intentionality of God to enter the Sabbath rest that the perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ provided and never leave there. You're a son. You're a daughter. My wife and I both had a vision of wealth when we were young. Our respective parents told us individually that we'd have to work hard to achieve that and lamented that they had not done well enough to give it to us. From this side of the cross, however, I know that while well-meaning, our parents did not understand this adoption for us. I don't wish to slam our parents at all. I know their hearts were good, but what God had shown us was a gift He had wished to give us, not a toilish task that He wanted us to strive for. Both my wife and I decided to believe the orphaned idea that in order to have what we felt like 
we were made for, we'd have to toil until we received it. That lie would sabotage our design. We weren't living like birds receiving the gift vision as something to believe our Heavenly Father for. No, we believed in such a way that would promote a lack of rest, which clouded our ability to see a future. The lie we believed created sabotage that kept us from the generosity of God to simply provide what He desired and made us for. Guys, the antidote to toil is Sabbath. The antidote to fear is adoption. And the antidote to sabotage is vision. Does this ring true for you? Ask Father God, are there any lies I'm believing about me? If the answer is yes, then ask for the truth. Ask for the provision that you can live for like a little bird, not worried about tomorrow, alive in the joy of all of God's Sabbath gifts for today. Spend time with Him today and give from the supply He's given you this week. Give something from what you have. Give nothing from duty. Give something from what you have been given. Don't worry about what you don't have, for our Father won't let you down. He never has, and He never will. You have a great history to know that from. Maybe you're like me and toil stole from you moments, but even in that, my Father would take me through it. No son or daughter should be without our Heavenly Father in such a time as this. Be with Him so that you can be with us all. Today might be a big new day, especially if it is the first time you used a prophetic act like this and got pulled into a real encounter with the living God in His heaven on earth. This determination may reveal how the same God has been encountering you for many years and will eventually reveal how God is really everywhere and in everything. The good news He is for you and not against you. He's hidden there for you and not from you. Seek Him and find Him. Seek like a king before you share as His priest. What you begin to find and uncover will cross the boundary of word only and enter into your own truth. You'll begin to live there. What is your father doing today? What is he saying? Find out. Write it down. Giving your thoughts a chance to get grounded as you're writing them out. This is it. This is how Jesus lived. He did what he saw his father doing. He said what he heard the father saying. Inviting this level of intentionality from your relationship with God into your life will change the lives of countless people and give fresh hope for the whole world. 
I pray blessing on you. May you be prosperous today from the inside of your spirit, through your soul, and then out into every circumstance of your day. May joy, hope, and peace overflow from within you abundantly. God is not short on encounters, my friend. I pray that the supply of heaven fill your life with infinite wealth. In Jesus' name. To learn more, visit our website at BiblesForAll.com where you will be able to buy a book and give a Bible. Our vision is that every man, woman, and child can have access to a Bible in their own language. Podcasts like this one survive off of ratings and reviews. We love for more people to hear these, and so if you like what you're hearing, then please give us a strong rating. Or even better, give us a full review. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord bless you. Lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.